Hey, hey. I always forget to unmute it. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got you. All right, good. What's going on, guys? Man, another day. I cannot believe it's Wednesday again. That's always the thought that runs through my head. Uh, it's hump day. It's hump day. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> so, uh, man, I'm excited about tonight, guys. And look, y'all go like our uh, YouTube channel. Go subscribe and uh, go like our Facebook page. Also, we're on five different platforms for podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, what else are we on? Canon, we're on Google, Google Podcast. I don't know, Audible, Apple. Go check us out, guys. You can listen to us while you're riding in the truck. Give us some ideas for some uh for some shows. We got That's a right. website, my yep. like Hey, whatever your whatever your choice of streaming is, uh Dan has found a way to get us on there. So uh <laughs> whatever you like to do, you can probably find us. So, hey, guys, really we'll start the show. Is, man, I want people to go to our website and go to the bottom and say, hey, I want to know about this. It's probably something you and I want to know about. We just can't think about it, you know? And that's uh, what's www.myfencelife.com? Yes, sir. It's pretty simple. So, tonight we got uh, Mr. Payton, Zach Payton, Superior Fence and Rail. How that's you doing, right. Zach? Yeah, doing all right, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And and I was I was telling Dan this earlier. I was, was starting to. I've gone back through some of the past shows, and I was really impressed with you know some of the content you guys are putting out there. I I, I appreciate it. So thank you for that too. Yeah. So. Man, thank you. We're just two fence guys trying to make it, trying to do the best we can and help our industry. We're all just a bunch of fence guys, man. That's right. <laughs> so Dan and I were talking about that the other day. We're just trying to make our uh, our industry. You know, like a trade. That's right. Yeah. Right. Hey, so real quick, let's do a brief introduction if we can. Hey, guys, tonight the plan is we're going to talk about two things that's, that's that Zach is passionate about. Uh, we're going to talk about employee retention. We're going to talk about uh, maybe some benefits uh, that we could offer our team members and, and employees. Uh, but first, let's introduce ourselves. Everybody knows Dan and myself, of course. We're here every week. But I'm Cannon Johnson. I'm Jackson Fence Company here in West Tennessee. One day, and you want to go next? Yeah, I'm Dan Blanc, Fence King. Uh, we're based out of Mandeville, Louisiana, just north of New Orleans. And I'm Zach Payton with Superior Fence and Rail. I own Superior Fence and Rail of North Florida here in Jacksonville. And then I am the co founder of our franchising company. Um, we have, I had to look it up, we have 31 locations open, and we got five in the, in the pipeline coming soon. So, Wow. Sweet, man. That's a whole lot, dude. That's a lot of people to offer a lot of benefits to. So you and see, know well, it. you know, yeah, you know, but I mean, I mean, let me ask you guys. I mean, do you guys offer benefits? Like, and if you do, what, I mean, what is it? You know, we had this, this line in our handbook that says, it's not just the paycheck, there's more, you know, so benefits is like a, a wide range of things. So, yeah you know, from paid time off to health insurance to 401k. So what, what do you guys have for benefits? I'll tell you a, a unique one that we have here at Jackson Fence and I like it. So every year we pay for a hunting lease. Okay. And if you work here and you have a, uh, a TWR Tennessee state uh, game license, you can hunt and fish uh, on this piece of property. It's about 280 acres. Okay. Uh, it's hunt land, you know. 
Uh, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And uh, a few years ago, it was when we were much smaller. We're still very small, but when it was just three or four of us, we all had the same kind of uh, commonalities and we all liked the same things. And hunting and fishing was one of those. And that was a decision that we made then. Uh, and it's, it's still a thing today, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's an oddball one for us, you know, but it's a, uh, it's something that people like and it, it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to pull off. Right. What about you, Dan? Yeah. I think, um, you know, that's my goal. That's on my list. And we're slowly moving forward to that. Um, I talked to my guys about, Hey, you know, look, the, the, the more efficient we are, the more proficient we are, the more money the company makes, which is going to allow us to do what we need to do to offer you benefits and so forth. But as of right now, I'm pretty embarrassed to say, man, my benefits are, hey, we got some T-shirts. We, you know, um, I mean, I take care of my guys. You it's know, a, it's guys. a good logo. You know, I mean, it's fine. Thank Look, you. and there's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? I mean, it well, is what it is. I mean, if you have a goal, that's good. It, you know, if it's, it's it's all my books man it's just you know my my, my financial team my cpa and and my tax attorney are all like hey we gotta we gotta get over a couple more hurdles and then we can start we can start focusing on that so i'm really trying to get my business affairs perfect so when i enter that i can i can do a whole lot of things for my guys and that's really yeah. what i want to do because i got some real loyal guys that do great do a great job right well, and yeah. one of the one of the things that we can talk about is like, what's the real cost of offering benefits? You know what I mean? And how can you kind of dip your toe in the water and just like with anything else and that you do in business when you're sitting here working on the business and there's this big giant thing like benefits, you're like, oh shit, man, I can't, I can't, I know, no, I can't offer benefits. Well, what can you offer? You know, what's what's something that's really easy to offer that actually doesn't cost you a whole lot of money? You know what I mean? Well, you, you guys want to guess what what the easiest thing to offer is? It's actually not uh, that expensive. Uh, what's what's it start with, Zach? Huh? <laughs> what's it start with? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the benefit that I started with was 401k, aside from paid time off, right? So yes, let's just yes. say like, hey, so you we can, can pay time off. Yeah, yeah you can you yeah, can have some time. time. You can build up some vacation time over the years. I got guys who can take two weeks off every year because they've been working with me for long enough to they they get two weeks no matter what every year. Right. Um, so that's easy stuff to offer. But the longer you go though, it's kind of hard because you're like because they want to take off during the season, and you're like, no, 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 no. It's fence season. No, <laughs> there's no time <laughs> off. But a 401k is actually really affordable. You can, you know, depend or, or retirement plans just in general. Yeah. You can find some really, really, really low cost, um, like $100 a month uh, fine, uh, retirement plans that you can offer to your employees. And if you match a portion of their salary, right, it's like, okay, a guy makes $1,000 a week. What's 4% of that? Four dollars, forty, forty bucks. Hey, so you know, I mean, if you take a step back and think, like, and and a lot of guys just like the idea of it, right? Some of it is just the perception of your company, you know what I mean? Um, but I can tell you that four hundred one k is by far the easiest and most affordable thing to offer. So, you know, do, do most of your people uh, take advantage? 
Hey, you know, I want to say something. I just remembered. I do have some incentives that I give my guys. Okay. I got one, I got one of my guys. Um, I opened a brokerage account for him. Well, I put him in, in touch with my brokerage guy. and said, look, if you open a brokerage account and you put at least $200 a month in, I'll put $100 a month in for you. Yeah, so there I you started go. that with him. Um, another thing is I pay my guys to eat lunch. I don't, I don't deduct for lunch. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, it's a, you go get lunch, you get back to the job, get to work. There's no hour, hour and a half, two hour lunches, you know? So there are a few things that I'm doing. Dan, Dan, that's more generous than me. I don't let my guys leave the job site. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. I'm trying that's, to get there. That's on the drawing board. That's not happening. You know? yeah. you wanna, it's on the drawing board. I, I, but, I, I, uh, pay, I pay them through lunch. I don't clock them for lunch, but they're not allowed to take my truck to, to McDonald's. I yeah, like that. I, I, I need to get there, man. So if they don't bring their lunch that day, they're just uh, call Uber Eats, I guess. You do that. Way? You do that one time, and then you don't do it again. Honestly, and and I'm you know not this is not a policy or anything like that. But when I'm out there working, I don't I don't want to eat lunch. Yeah, I want to work. I I, yes. I drink. I can't way. even. I'm sweating so damn much down here in Florida that I don't even have to stop to pee because I'm sweating yeah. it all out. You know, but I don't yeah, eat all day without being. No, they got too much damn work to do. I'm not. I'm not stopping to eat. Right now, I've had yeah. I've had a couple of heat injuries, and that might have factored into it. I used to have guys that would come to work for me, and they'd want to get a something to eat, and they get a po' boy, eat the whole thing, and oh. throw them up. I'm like, man, oh. I get a hamburger, cut it in half, eat the half at yeah. lunch, and I'm eating the other half at three o'clock. No, you can't do that, man. You're gonna so, it's, it's too much. You know? So Zach, you just you just pay them through for the whole day. Is that is that is that what you said? Yeah, and I and I'll and I'll tell you, I pay for for drive time too. Yeah. Um. Totally. You know, yeah. But a lot of guys don't. I actually picked up one of my one of my best employees I've ever had. Um, I'll never forget the day that he walks up to the office. He's this towering six foot four guy, Jamaican guy, Horace. And he walks into the office and I, I'm looking out my window. I was like, oh man, who's this guy? And I, I walk out front and I'm like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, he applied for a job. And I you know, picked up his, his resume and I read it. He had six years with a company, four years with a company. I'm like, uh, hold on a second. I, I chased him out in the parking lot. I was like, hey, hey, come back, come back. You know, He was leaving the company that he was at because they didn't pay him for drive time. He turned out to be one of the best. I mean, he's, he's actually... Uh, just quit on Friday, um, and he's gone to uh, Daytona. He's a partner in our Daytona, our newest Daytona office now. Wow. Oh wow! So, yeah, so very, very proud of Horace. But you know, for people who want to worry about whether or not they're paying drive time, um, there's a lesson there. You know, so so uh, on my guys leave the job, whether or not they get paid to get home. You know, so right. Zach, are, are you guys uh, are they like on a, on a time schedule like hey eight to five or six thirty to five? Or... Man, I, I wish we were we were more structured with the day. They, they got to show up at, at a certain time, but the day kind of ends when the job ends. You know, okay. what I mean? so, so you don't you don't you don't ask them. Hey, you guys are done with 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 Johnson. I need y'all to hit over here and help <clears throat> on the bond. No, uh, we will. We will. If if a crew finishes early, they get punished with more work. You know, no no good deed goes unpunished, right? <laughs> yeah. We're the same way. And I tell you what, when I started doing that, my schedule was four weeks out. It shrunk to two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nothing bugs me more than a guy who, um, just drive straight back to the shop and I get it, man. If I'm, if I'm out there on the job, I don't, I don't want to go do something else. I, we finished right. up, we busted our butts. We finished up early. No, thank you. I want to go home. Do you, you ever know. just send them home and say, Hey, thanks for your job today. Go home. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we don't need them, need them to stop somewhere, we'll figure it out, you know? And, right. and we well, kind of balance it out. I'm not going to send somebody across town to go help somebody and show up at three o'clock. You know what I mean? We'll just yeah, figure, yeah. we'll figure that out tomorrow. Yeah, so, so, so if you get back to the yard, you're pulling, you're pulling tomorrow's orders, getting them staged. No, uh, we, we, our shop team pulls tomorrow's orders. Um, we got a shop team. Is that what you just said? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have, I need, uh, I need a shop team. Yeah. So the, I've always had one person in, in production is what we call it, but in the shop, at least one person working full time in the shop. And my general rule of, of thumb, if you're if you're wondering, is about every two million in revenue, you need another guy, right? Um, in, in the shop, you mean? In the shop. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and, and what? But what about? I mean, so at two million, you need one shop guy. At four million, you need two. Is that kind of how? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense, man. Because I'm looking at where I'm at, and I got my main guy Zach. And I say he's my main guy. He's my main sales guy. Right. You know? I probably got three main guys, Tyler, Terry, Zach. But Zach's kind of my main guy in helping me get things done. And he probably spends half his time getting the shop done and orders pulled. And we're doing, you know, 1.2, 1.3. So that makes sense. One guy per two million. Yeah. Well, we figure if you think about it like this, too, we figure a job takes about two hours to pull. Pull, get ready to go on average. Banded, ready, yeah. Per yep. one man. Yep. So so what happens with us is when the crews come back to the yard at the end of the day, and we've we've evolved. I mean, I've tried this probably five or six different ways. Yeah. But what what I think works best is the crew gets back, and all they have to do is clean their trailer off, clean their truck out, get it ready to go for tomorrow. And then they park it, lock it, go home. That if they load their truck, they will take as long as you could possibly imagine loading the truck up. And it, it's comical to to watch how long it takes if a guy's doing it at the end of the day when he's tired and he's not really sure. Like, wait, which job am I taking tomorrow? When the shop team does it in the morning, it's it's like clockwork. If you watch, if you go to our website, our franchise website, there's this video with all the trucks rolling out in the morning. You know what yeah. I mean? So the day we shot that video, I did not tell anybody we were shooting that video. I showed up with a camera crew and I and I um before anybody could roll out, I was like, Hey, by the way, we're not rolling out piecemeal today. We're gonna do it all at one time. I got a crew here, we're gonna we're gonna shoot it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, got a flex on them, Zach, but I could, well, yeah, <laughs> flex. <laughs> I haven't flexed on people in a while. You know, you got to talk to some guys who've been around for, you know, longer than six or seven years to talk about me flexing on somebody. <laughs> you you got to understand I came from the army, right? So in the army, you could sit back and watch popcorn, eat popcorn and watch somebody get their ass chewed. It was like <laughs> at, at five o'clock, five o'clock every day, there was a line of people. I call it the trail of tears outside of Major Murray's office. He was my boss, uh, one of my bo- bosses early on in the army. 
Um, he, he would have people come to his office at five o'clock just so he could chew their ass because he knew that they wanted to go home and be with their family. But instead he would talk, he'd, he'd have to look it up. He'd like, why are you here? He'd look it up in his book. He'd be like, oh yeah, because you did this. You know, you're all messed up like a football bat, right? So he's like, so I tried to bring that mentality with me into the fence business. And, I, you know, I'd chew somebody out and be like, you're all fucked up like a football bat. And, <laughs> and then they wouldn't show up the next day. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta change my approach. I gotta be a little more same. You know, yeah, delicate. It's not the same. It is not the same. No, no. No, uh, not at all. In the army, they gotta show up the next day. You do. You there's you're under, you know, under threat hey, of under threat of death. So, so the four hundred one k. So so so. Let's let's uh yeah bring it back, Cannon. I want well I want to catch up some comments because because apparently really Zach Payton has a little fan club here. Uh, <laughs> I don't want I don't I don't want that to go unnoticed. Uh, but I think what we've kind of established is the four hundred one k is probably one of the most affordable is in, in Zach's opinion. It is implement. It is, and think about it like this: it's a hundred dollars a month. You can find plans that are around a hundred hundred and twenty five dollars a month. And and I had a goal the last couple of years. I wanted to see our our retirement account in Jacksonville hit a million dollars, right? I think we're at like a million five right now. I mean, the stock right. market's been running lately, but that was like a real, that was a goal that I had. It's like not tied to anything tangible for the business. I was just like, you know, I want, I want everybody around me to participate in the success. You know what I mean? And I think that like allowing everybody to participate, like kind of fuels success. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. so, if you're going to start somewhere and you want to add something, start with 401k because it's not as expensive as you think it's going to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just in general, even, even when we talk about health insurance, it's not as expensive as you think it's going to be. You know, you'll be, you'll be surprised. And let's take some comments. will give you a $20,000 tax credit just for offering insurance. Right. Yeah, I don't know all the the tax laws and stuff like that, but I know that there's incentives for offering health insurance, yeah. health insurance plans, um, and and what you what people would be surprised to to know is I have a very generous health insurance plan, right? I pay for half of whatever uh, the employee chooses, whether they do employee only, employee spouse, employee plus family, or you know what I mean. Um, I pay for half of that. What do you think that costs per, on average, you know, whether people opt in or not across the enterprise, whether they opt in or not, what do you think the average cost per employee per month is for health insurance? 250 Just a month. 250. What do you think, Dan? Um, some people, okay. 250. Oh, I didn't know Two, that one. 250 per month per employee to offer a health insurance plan. And, and I'll tell you why it's important to me. Number one, I would not work somewhere. I would not work yeah, somewhere sure. that didn't have health insurance benefits. You know, it's one of my number one things on my, on my list, man. It's not I'm that so expensive, Dan. It's really not. I'm and so I'm, I'm, I'm generous and it's too. So Zach, are you, are you shopping? I don't, I don't, you don't have to say who or where, but like, are you shopping local providers for this stuff or I, I, if you want to share, you can share. No, no, no. I, I, I have a local uh, benefits broker, local to Jacksonville 
they actually just got bought out by some national company. So I don't even know who they are anymore. So but, it's a benefits broker. So they help you with the 401k <clears> and they help, they help you on all that stuff or they're, they're mainly on uh, insurance, right? That's so health insurance, uh, life insurance. Um, we have a pretty robust benefits package at this point. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, if you're starting out, I thought about this. The AFA has has a, a national benefits broker for health insurance. And I would you can start there. If you're not a member of the AFA, you probably should be, right? Should be. You should be if if you know if you're committed to the profession of fence fencing um, and you, you want to build a business, you know, I think being a part of professional organizations is important. Um, I never got the CFP, but I got the CFC, right? I've sent people to the, to the, uh, gate automation schools. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's, and, and I, I go to fence tech every year. I'll be there in, in February in Dan's backyard. I'll so, be there. Yeah. Yeah. In force, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. I can't so, wait. I'm pretty, hey, uh, I'm pretty excited about it, but. But yeah, so you can use the AFA. You can go to a local benefits broker. I started with my insurance agent um, when I did this, and 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 I didn't start this when I was a big company. Just for the record, I started this and went through this when I was uh, I had less than ten employees. That's when I started offering health insurance benefits huh. and four hundred one k. So yeah, for the record. No, that's nice. Uh, hey, let's hit some comments. And Zach, uh, you've got some comments here. So the bad thing is, is we can't directly see the name. So we're going to have to try to figure out who is who. Uh, but before we move forward, I just want to say, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on the show and promising to not put a uh, superior fence and rail in the Jackson, Tennessee market. A lot to me. <laughs> yeah. I can promise you this. If anybody's worried about superior fence and rail coming to town, you should not be. We are not. Uh, you know what I worry about is a low price budget fence option company coming to town. We are. Probably, we know. are not that. I we are. We are exactly. not. I don't that. understand why you don't have more fence guys that are running a successful business and say, "Hey, you know what? I could yoke up with these guys and rock I'm, and roll." I've, you know I've, I've, I've had. I know, I know how to run a business. These guys got a business plan that obviously works. Why don't I adapt this? How much money does it take? I talked to you the other day. I was like, why? This is pretty appetizing. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that um, I've had a, I've had the conversation with a few guys, right? And what I what I think it boils down to is, you know, you've bled on that logo. You've bled, like literally bled. Mm -hmm. You know, I've bled. I've had guys pick me up off the ground and carry me back to the truck at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, I busted my ass so hard out there putting a fence in the ground. So you, you'd be surprised at how loyal people are to the brand that they've developed. And, and I think that that's the main sticking point. I, I know of one uh, franchising company that has had success recruiting from within the industry that they were in. Right. 
Um, so I've, I've thought about talking to them um, and kind of figuring out what their strategy is because there is a huge advantage to taking the model that we have and, and applying it with someone who knows the industry, who, who, who wants to build a business. I see so many people asking so many questions in the forums every single day, like, what's your favorite software? You know what my favorite software is? It's Fence360. I saw that on, the, on a forum today. What's your favorite software? My favorite software is Fence360 because it's a, it's a software program that we developed for our, for our business that has helped people scale to, I'm, I'm not kidding, we have a company, we have a franchise in our group that but might be an eight-figure business, business within the first three years. Like yeah. legitimately, like almost beat me in sales last month. Posted $900,000 in sales last month in three years, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in talking to people who want to, you know, skip, skip the line and figure out like, okay, well, you know, and in this day and age when it, you know, I, you know, when you look at what our value proposition is as a franchise, you know, buying power is one of them. And you say, okay, buying power. A lot of people think, well, I'll get there eventually. And you will, you'll get there eventually. You can buy like a, you know, $30 million vinyl fence customer. You can, you can buy like that someday. There's really not that big, you know, the, of a difference. Depending on where you are in the country, there's not that big of a, a spread there. But, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that we can bring to the table. I, I would be really excited to talk to people who wanted to, you know, join our team who are already in the industry. We haven't had a, we just, we just haven't had a lot of conversations with folks. I understand what you mean by uh, people not wanting to let go of that logo and business. I mean, I, I can't imagine me letting go, letting, oh, which way, letting go of this. But I love your logo, Dan, mm -hmm. by the way. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, it's a nice I've logo. Taken, I've taken on that identity here in our community. Yeah. I can be in a restaurant and people don't say Dan. They're like, ah, oh, the fence king's here. You know, here through a restaurant, <laughs> bar, you know, it's like you're on the identity. Dan, for what it's worth, you're a little bit like Sean up up there in uh, in Evansville. Have you been to Evansville? No, I haven't, but I've spent some time with Sean. And, and okay, well, we'll go to Evansville. And when you go to Evansville, check into your hotel. And this is what happened to me. I checked into my hotel in Evansville. I went to go visit Sean and spend some time with him. And uh, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, well, you know, I'm in town for business, you know, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the fence business. They're like, oh, you're going to see Mr. Pence. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. We built a pretty yeah. strong brand and I'm proud of it. And people love the logo. And it's funny how, you know, Dylan's on the phone today with a lady. She's like, I see y'all everywhere. <laughs> Dylan's like, our trucks literally drive we have a 450 square mile area that we service 10 miles high, 45 miles wide. Our guys leave the yard, go to the job, go back to the yard. I only have two trucks now, not three. And we see you everywhere. <laughs> it's that brand yeah. and the wrap on those trucks that, I mean, I see people like, man, I love your trucks. Yeah, well, don't get me started on truck wraps. You're not going to like what I have to say about that. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Jasmine. Well, I promise. It's worked, for me. 
no comments. Go to the comments, Cannon. We have to say hi to these people. They're here watching. All right, so we got Heather Howery. That's Sean's fiance. Hey, oh, Heather. Comment, but yeah, hey, Heather. Heather. We got Alvin Miller. You know that guy? Alvin Miller. I think he's a flow rider. Floridian. Oh, yeah. We got Zach Lang. That's a that's a fence king guy, right, Dan? Yeah, that's my salesman. Uh, we've got Shane Catton. He's from uh, Good Shepherd Fence Company. I know that. Indianapolis, Indiana. Listening yeah, nice in guy. from, he's in Florida. He might be, uh, where are you at tonight, Shane? Uh, he says he utilizes HR and talent management background to leverage this strong culture. Culture sets the pace. It's a mouthful. Uh, we got John Waithy in the house. We got Josh Lover. In the house, we're gonna get Josh on camera one day, man. man yes, Josh and Zach <laughs> together. I think that would lead to some cool stuff. Josh, uh, Josh and I, Josh and I, Josh and I talk a lot. Picture of himself in front of the camera, and he can just like change it out every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else we got here? We, hey, Chris Steele. He didn't say anything, but I can see he's been here. It says Chris Steele is watching. What's up, Chris? Don't be lurking in the dark. Say hello. Uh, we got George Hernandez, and he has a question uh, for you, Zach. He says, is that $100 per person? And I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what he referenced. He was talking about the 401k. No, no. It's $100 to have a plan in place. So when you do a, when you do a retirement plan, a company is going to charge you, you know, a monthly fee to manage oh. that plan. And then – if you contribute to the employees, you know, if you match their contributions, right. And there's different ways to match the contributions. People may not know this. Um, you can match a half a percent up to 8% or you can do like I do and just match a straight 4%. Right. So, but you, it's a match. So if an employee says, well, I'm going to dip my toe in the water and start with 1%, then all you're matching is 1% and it doesn't cost you anything. But they're saving for retirement. They feel good about it. Yep. And you know what it turns into candidly, and this is something that people don't really talk about, but you know what? It, 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 sometimes these retirement accounts turn into an emergency savings account for your team, right? Yep. And they'll come to you and say, hey, I need to take a loan out of my retirement account. Um, you know, I discourage them from doing that. I'd rather just give them a loan myself and have them pay me back. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. So it's one hundred dollars per month for the so, for the. Uh, so are these W two employees or these ten ninety nine subcontractors? Everybody I employ in Jacksonville is a, a W two employee. Okay. Now, can you do that with a ten ninety nine uh, subcontractor that mm -hmm. works for you? I that I don't know. That okay. I don't know. I'm just curious because I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there wanting to know that question because, right? Well, can we? Small guy, you're 10.99. Can we talk about that for a minute? 10.99 sure. versus W2. Yeah. Yeah. So because we'll I talk about truck wraps, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. So I I see a lot of people talking about paying guys as subs. It's it's prevalent here. I, I've seen it a lot. Our Charlotte office runs into it. The, people like to blur the lines when it comes to 1099 employees versus W-2. And 
it's it's all good until somebody complains to the Department of Labor, and then you're going to have some bureaucrat up your butt asking you questions about, well, how do you pay this person? And so I, I think people really need to understand the difference between, you know, if you if you have a 1099 employee, they set their own schedule. There's no such they, thing. Really? They they have their own tools. They have their own insurance, especially as it in, as it pertains to installers, because this is really important, right? So a 1099 installer has to have all of his own tools, all of his own um, his own truck, his own insurance, all of that stuff. Do people get away with murder out there? Murder in the sense of blurring the lines between W2s and and 1099s. Every single day, people get away with it. We have people who applied to work at a location of ours. And they're like, oh, no, I'm a sub. They're like, okay, well, give us a copy of your insurance certificate. They're like, no, I don't have an insurance certificate. You just pay me by the foot. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, no, that doesn't, that's not how that works. That's right. But people get it so confused and it's it's really not something that's very confusing, honestly. But what it's, happens is, is you got a guy like that, Bill's good fence. And you hate to see him walk away because he doesn't have it, you know? Right. And I've been there. Hey, in the state of Tennessee, man, the work comp people are cracking down. Oh, yeah. I posted a few months ago that we had a random audit. We had a job site. Guy pulls up. His name's Ben. He walks up to me. I'm not there. He walks up to my guy, Brandon, and he's like, hey, uh, can I see y'all's uh, insurance certificates, you know? Yeah. And uh Brandon didn't know what he wanted, so he's fumbling through the damn blood box. <laughs> he's like, Man, this is what I got. You look through this and find what you need, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh well, anyways, that 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 transpired into a a phone call to me from from the guy named Ben. And uh one, he acted surprised, and two, uh, he thanked me for like doing my part, you know. And uh I ain't wanna be a snitch or nothing. But I was like, Hey Ben, let me uh let me tell you some places you need to be looking. I yeah. appreciate you coming to my job site, but uh, yeah. here's know. here's five companies in town. Like, yeah, please I go got, visit them and I do got, your inspection there. Yeah, man. Like, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but like, I I've got some people in my backyard that make well, my life a little listen, bit harder, uh, make my business no, grow a little bit slower. No, but let, no. Let me tell you something. What 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 really you know kind of grinds my gears um, is people who take advantage, like. <clears throat> take advantage of workers at the lowest level, right? That those are the situations. And it's part of the reason why I bring any of this stuff up, right? Benefits, all this stuff, you know, the, the people who suffer under like people cheating or, or, yeah. you know, taking advantage of, you know, living in a gray area, the, the people who suffer are, are the people working at the lowest level. And I can tell you this, there, there, the reason why I care so much about those people is because one of the guys who went on uh, to open our Pensacola office started as somebody who was taken advantage of in a system under a fence company here in town, right? He started out making $9 an hour, you know, digging post holes, busting his ass for, you know, these guys in town who would brag about how much money they're making on the way to the job site, right? So before Ralph came to work with me, um, he he went through that. So it, it just, it bugs me to know in that people try to take advantage of people at the lowest level. So, mm -hmm. you know, that when, yeah, I mean, I could go on, but I'm 
I'm not. But the point is, is that, you know, we need to look out for the people at the lowest level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guys who are just starting out, who are digging the holes, who are showing up, working their butts off every single day. It's easy. It's really easy to spend all day long complaining about the 20% of people who cause you all the problems. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'll show you my, my, my didn't show up on Monday report. There's six or seven guys there. And you're like, oh man, six or seven guys, that's two crews didn't show up to work on Monday. And I'm like, it's every Monday. It'd be really easy for me to spend this entire hour and a half talking about those six guys, but they're 20% of my workforce. You know what I mean? The other, the other, the other 80% showed up on Monday, busted their ass, had a good attitude, you know what I mean? And got some good work done. You Are you know? trying to say that you ain't mad at me for snitching? No, I'm not mad at all. No, no, turn them in. Niche. No, the people who are who are really nefarious. It's real shitty, man. It's, advantage it's bad of for the industry. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad for everybody. It's bad for customer. It's bad for the consumer. And a, a consumer that has a bad experience with that guy yes. is going to tell ten people, and it's going to it's going to mess you up on an estimate because they're going to be like, "Hey, man, I don't trust contractors." That's right. You know, a thousand percent. Hey, look, Chris Steele, he did chime in. He says, we set up health insurance, and I was shocked at how affordable it really is. Um, it's obviously a step, but not as bad as I thought. That's cool. We also have Scott Jarrett right below him. He says, Scott Jarrett, I don't know. Uh, Zach, you know who Scott is? He's, he's, he's Digger Specialties. He's a sales rep for Diggers. Okay. I got a truckload of Diggers yesterday, man. Hey, I'll try like Dude, it was it was it, it was like I hit the 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 gold at the end of the rainbow when that truck of pulled. truck of aluminum. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I heard Digger makes a good product. It's the best. It's, oh. it's the absolute best. Uh, we use other products at times, but it's the absolute best, and I'm proud to be a dealer. So, okay. hey, Scott says, with the younger generation, do you feel that paid vacations are maybe more important to them? Then 401k and possibly health insurance. You know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, talk about younger generations and, you know, different approaches. I, I don't know how much I buy into any of that. Um, you know, paid time off. Sure. Yeah. I mean, paid, paid vacations are, are good and it's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to just lump the younger generation into this whole pool of people and say, okay, well, I got it all figured out. And this is the most important thing. I think that's the important part of offering a benefits package because you don't know what's going to be important to someone, you know, a person, a guy with a young family, no paid vacation is not more important. No, no. There's a 23 year old with, with two kids and no, no paid vacations is not more important to that guy. He's going to show up. He's going to bust his ass for you. He wants his kids to have health insurance. That's more yeah. important than, than a paid vacation. So no, 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 don't try to cookie cutter it and take, take a, an approach that says, you know, well, you know, the younger generation, no, no. And by offering health insurance, you're going to attract the guys who have a couple of kids because yeah. they're going to, you know what those guys, those guys want to do? have to show up to work every day. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Those guys are showing up to work tomorrow because they got to put, they got to put food on the table, man. They're not, so they're not messing around. He laughs whenever I do a job interview. I'm like, so, um, are you married? 
You got a girlfriend? You got kids? Do you live at home? Those are all anti HR questions. Yeah. <laughs> my HR, my HR is not on the call. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything there. Yeah. You know? so, uh, those are all the things I ask, you know, and, and yeah. my son's like, why? I'm like, those guys have to show up every day. Yeah, they gotta they show up have, to work. Mom and daddy's not paying the electric bill. Mom and daddy's not buying yeah. groceries. You know, I got a yeah. guy that works for me and he shows up. He's a great worker. He shows up. But he doesn't show up. Well, he's living in with his girlfriend at her mom and daddy's house. And, you know, so, but the guys who had their own apartments, their own cars, their own car notes, yeah. car insurance. Yeah. They're there every day. They're showing up every day, every day with a smile. I didn't realize that was an HR issue. <laughs> hey, so this is a uh, just portion of the video. Hey, here's our here's a friend of mine. Uh, he says we have a couple of guys. We pay them cash. We really want to change over to W two team members. What's the best way to go about that? Just uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to decide that you're going to go legit with this thing, right? Like you're going to go legit. Like you can you can run a side hustle. You can run, you know. You can you can be a, a you know a grain of sand in at the beach and or a needle in the haystack, right? And you know you could slide by for a long, long time, and nobody will nobody will ever figure it out. And you can pay people cash under the table, do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, if you're going to go legit, you just need to just do it. Like take yeah. the bandaid off and stop wondering like how long you have to quote unquote you know just get your name out there by selling jobs as cheap as you possibly can like stop doing that you know go build up a little bit of a cash reserve so you, you're you're not you know you're you're you know confident you have enough money to cover yourself going into it and then flip the switch go yeah. sign up with sign up with adp sign up with a, um you know paychecks any of the payroll providers that are out there I, I can tell you, I can run payroll whatever day of the week I want to, whatever time I want to. Yeah. I've used ADP for um, a long, long time. And it, it's 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 not anywhere near as expensive as you think. Intuit has a payroll solution for those of you who are using QuickBooks. I'm sure Zero, if you're on Zero for accounting, they have some sort of, you know, whatever payroll solution you want to go find. Go find a payroll solution, put your guys on payroll, Put them on direct deposit and just and just rip the bandaid off and then see what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, can you afford to actually pay payroll taxes and and, 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 and the wage? Guys, and those guys' defense—they're just starting out. I mean, I was there. I'm no, no yeah. hey, just starting out. Hey, man, you want to come work for me? I'll give you 150 bucks for the day. You know, whatever the case might be. Remember at the beginning, I said, you know. This is for guys who want to build a business, right? right? This is for guys who want to build a business. If you want to have a it job, matter, you're climbing. You're climbing. Yeah. And as yeah. long as you're climbing, and I'm like, okay, I'm reaching for the next run. All right, I conquered that. I'm right. reaching, you know, and because I'm still there. What you, still what you don't want is to worry about doing something illegal while you're trying to climb that, that ladder. You know what I mean? So just rip eliminate, the band. Yeah, eliminate as much of it as possible. Rip the band-aid off and, and go on and do it right. And this particular guy, like I'm not gonna say his name because you know he shouldn't yeah. be doing this. But hey, listen, 
dude, I like you. He's in my market. And I'm going to tell you, the, the first thing you do is you got to charge more money. Like, that's the first thing you got to do. Like, exactly. These, these $5,000 fences, I promise you, people are happy to pay $7,000. Like, I see yes. y'all's quotes, okay? People pay $7,000 for the $5,000 fence. I promise you, they do, you know? <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's that's what you have to do in order to, to, to cover these expenses. Like, you can't right. just pay somebody $15 an hour. It costs you more Stop. money than that. Stop trying to get your name out there. You know, if you if you want to put if you have people who are working for you consistently yeah. over week in and week out, the same people go pay for a payroll company subscription. You know, it's it's like it's, it's subscribing to a piece of software. Literally, my payroll, my payroll software expense falls under my software subscriptions because that's, that's right. all it is, is it's a piece of software that allows you to enter in the number of hours that that person worked at yeah. this wage. Yeah. And then, and then it pays it. And then when you run payroll, it deducts out the amount of money that you need to pay that person after taxes. It deducts the, the payroll taxes out of your account and any other, and any other deductions that you have to take out. And it, then once you, once you do that, you know that you know what it costs, then go back to the drawing board and say, Hey, listen, we can't right. charge this for a fence anymore. We have to charge this, you know? Right. Hey, hey I, I see the comment on, uh, and using subs, pull that up. You find out real quick how much you can't charge. Yeah. For a fence. And Hey, when, mm -hmm. when, when you do well, you it, got a CPA going, Hey Dan, you owe, yeah. you know, $7,000 in payroll taxes. And you're like, uh, I can't pay that. Uh, uh, you need to charge more. Man, listen, we got people every day that thinks we're trying to take advantage of them because there's so many other people around us that just aren't doing, aren't running a, a, a correct business, you know? And, I, and my response to these people, I don't say this to them, but like, man, if you saw the, how hard I had to work, you would realize I'm not overcharging anybody, you know? Like, yeah, look, we had, we had that problem with that. <laughs> Dylan priced a job against one of our competitors who's doing everything he can to beat the system. I know he is. And he's like, we're, we're X amount of dollars a foot. And they're like $5 a foot cheaper. And we don't price by the foot, but we did some math. And, you know, I was like, hey, pull the gates out of that. Do this. Let's see what our per foot price is to compare to the quote that we just got from a customer. And I'm like, no wonder they're booked for eight weeks. No wonder. You know what I mean? All they're doing is turning, they're just building a checking yeah. account. That yeah. When you build a business, you'll always have a checking account. But when you build a checking account, you're not going to have a business. Right. And that's all yeah. they're doing. These guys have been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. I can't, I can't explain it. I, I We run up against it every single day. And if you can imagine, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got I've got nine guys out there having that conversation every single day. You know what I mean? In 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 Jacksonville. So it's it I don't know. Um but the, the comment here is what's everyone's opinion on using subs? I, I I'm all for subcontract labor, right? I had a I had a guy who worked with me for uh I want to say six years when I got started. Um, he was a subcontractor when he first started, he was my only crew. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then like six or seven years later, he looked around the table. We're having our install meeting every, every Wednesday. And, um, he had, we, I had five, you know, employee crews around him. Um, so he, he went to flipping houses or doing something else, uh, when the economy turned around, but, um, I'm all for using subs, just use them correctly. You know what I mean? They, you, what, what works, what works is you don't, you don't, you don't set their schedule. You say, Hey, when are you going to be available to install my jobs? Right. When are you going to be available to install my jobs? Okay. With your truck, with your tools, with your insurance. Right. And what's important and what people don't understand and they'll catch it at an audit. Right. Uh, is that if you, if, if a, a person who's a quote unquote sub for you, doesn't have workers comp insurance then this varies by state so so check your local laws here right uh you know uh damn alabama is like the wild west so <laughs> when it comes to workers comp there is no there is no the first rule is there is no workers comp right but really? but uh but in florida at least and in many states that we're in if 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 you don't, if that person doesn't have workers' comp insurance and you pay them to install the fence for you, yeah. you're obligated for the workers' comp premium, right? Yeah. So whatever that ends up being, eight percent, twelve percent, depending on what state you're in. Um, so you need to make sure that if you do use subs, that you use them correctly. You have them set their schedule, and then you fill their schedule, right? Mm -hmm. If they're available Monday through Thursday to work for you, right? And we got to, you know. Look, I would say 95% of what we see in the, in the industry is probably done incorrectly. It's know? not done like that. Yeah. Not done like that. Right. But, you know, this is the world we live in. Yeah, we see the guys. And I, I, it, it pisses me off, but yeah. I, won't, I won't get on my soapbox. Get on your soapbox. Get on. It's it's okay. It's like, look, we need to root it out. You know, yeah. we need to root it out because it's bad. It's I bad. See. It's bad for the it's bad for the people who are working for those guys. Yeah. Right. Oh, there, there's a guy. Yeah. So, so the subcontract model, I have a business in my town. I don't care if they watch it or not watch it. Yeah. I don't care. I see it. Everybody knows what the hell it is. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a meal. You know what I mean? It's a freaking, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a racket is what it is. Okay. Yeah. These, these, these guys that show up every day is about eight to 10 trucks every day. And they might in one day on Monday they might have Robert in the pasture seat. On Tuesday they might have Tom in the pasture seat, you know. And they, hey. drop, they they build fence. I'm like, man, I know what it's like to run payroll. It's not difficult, but it's also not something you do from the damn driver's seat of your truck either, you know. You can um, with with some apps. They have they have the don't they have the app don't for discredit that. my. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, somebody corrected me on Alabama. I, I I apologize if I'm incorrect about Alabama. Uh, I, I I was under the impression that workers' comp is not required in Alabama, but somebody put a comment there saying that's not true. So, like like I said, I'm not. I am no. I am no workers' comp expert on a state by state basis. That's for sure. You know, so I really love the way Cannon's frozen right now. He looks really great. <laughs> If you could, you need to go back and see this. You're like, it's perfect. I was wondering why I got so quiet all of a sudden. Cannon, I feel like he's like, Mr. Blah, what are you doing back there in the classroom? He's coming back. 
Oh, man. Uh, that's good, man. That's well, good. Man, we're all going through stages. I'm going through some stages, and I'm doing everything I can to take care of my guys that have been loyal to me. But look, you know, when we were talking about benefits, I know these aren't benefits, but when I have guys that, uh, that, hey, man, my driver's license bad, go no. get your driver's license. No, I'll look, pay. Look, I'll look. pay to get your driver's license. Then pay me then, back a little hundred bucks. You know, every I did week. that. I did that two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like that's what you I'm know, talking I mean, about. It's not just about so it, it. You know, so if you're trying to take care of people, if you're well, trying to take care of people, because I look no. at this guy as he's going to make me money. I look at it as I, I had a guy that twisted his knee. I put him to work for two weeks doing paperwork oh, and clerical hey, stuff. Hey, just let's to put money in his pocket because I want no, to pay no, 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 no. Let's talk about that, right? Because did Matt talk about experience mod for workers comp? When he was uh, briefly, yes. briefly. I am working on that big time. We're having safety no. meetings every Tuesday morning. Well, We're well, let me tell you something. Return to work. Return to work. If you if you are building a business around employees, one of the things you need to learn right now, if you're watching this, write it down, take a note. Return to work policy. Right. Start it tomorrow. Find find it online. Google return to work policy. Start it tomorrow. If you have W-2 employees that are working for you in the field and you're worried about your workers comp insurance rates. Right. You know, a, a lot of people don't understand how workers comp insurance rates are calculated. But let me tell you something. What you do I'm not want to have, what you do not want to have hits your workers comp rates is a re, uh, uh, a lost wages uh a lost wages lost claim yeah so return them to work so if somebody gets hurt they have got to come to work i don't care what they do they can uh, I, I, oh i do care what they do i found somebody sleeping in my conference room and i sent them home i said you're not gonna you're not gonna sit here and sleep you gotta watch the safety videos you gotta pack screws for aluminum fence you gotta do whatever you gotta do but you will you will you will work 80% of the hours that you normally work, but return right. people so, to work because that has a dramatic impact on your mod. That's, that's what I did with Terry, man. He twisted his knee. He was out three and a half weeks. Yeah. I'm sitting in the office and I'm like, Dylan, can you imagine not working for almost a month? Imagine what Terry's doing right now. We got to do something. I called him up. I'm like, Hey, Terry. And you walk. Yeah. I can get around. I got a knee brace on. I'll get your ass to the office. Yeah. Go to the yard. Straighten the shelves. Make an inventory list. Make an inventory list of the yard. Make a list of everything that needs to be on a truck every day. Everything needs to be on a trailer every day. Everything we do when we get to the job. Midday video. End of day. I had him doing all this just to keep him working. Yeah. I got a guy cut the tip of his finger off. I don't know if I told you about that, Cannon. I had a guy cut the tip of his finger off with a skill saw. You know what? I paid him every day. So I didn't have a loss on my work miscom. Yeah. It was cheaper for me to pay him. So, so we'll do math, right? You can do math right. real quick. Get the math so, involved. Now. Don't ask me. I don't I don't no, no. I'm not while I deal with the 10% of 4,000 or whatever. Oh, yeah, you you got it though. He's 40, 40 was the answer. So here, look, look, here's here's math, right? 
So my mod in, we'll call it 2014, was uh, 0.76. So I was getting a 24% discount right. on 8%, 8%, which is a lot, right? Okay. So we hire a guy. We make some exceptions because he seemed like a good guy. And we hire him to, to work with us. And within 90 days, he... Uh, he had a worker's comp claim. He threw out his shoulder. It was ultimately determined not to be work-related, right? But he, we allowed him to miss time, right? We allowed him to miss time. He had $30,000 in missed time, let's say. So, so what did that cost me? My mod went from 0.76 to 1.04. So I went from saving 24% right to paying a four percent premium and fuck, what was that what was my payroll in 2015 I, I don't know what i could tell you i don't know it it was a lot like it, it cost me about a hundred it, it cost me three times what that what that loss what his loss was it cost me three times that I think it was like $150,000 that I calculated that it cost me over the next three years until it dropped off. That's why and I, that's why and I, I fired my insurance agent because when it happened, he was like, he didn't counsel me correctly. You know, he didn't go above and beyond and be like, Hey man, I don't care what this, what's wrong with this guy. Put him back to work, put him back to work no matter what. Like, let me tell you what's going to happen if you don't. He didn't do that. So I fired, and it, it was a friend of mine. I've actually felt really bad about it, you know? Well, when my I'm guys put that truck on the interstate, you know, I was on the phone. I had a three-way, with a uh, four-way. CPA, I'm real funny about that. My CPA, my tax attorney, and my insurance agent were all in the same loop. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. Right. We had a conference call. My guys are still sitting on the side of the road. The truck's tires are still spinning. The records haven't even showed up yet. What do I do? Now, it wasn't that I was trying to cover my ass. It, I was trying to cover my ass and make sure my guys did the right thing and the proper thing was done. Right. And like, hey, you pay these guys. You don't want a loss. Right. It's going to cost you four or five times that. Right. So I paid it. I finally get through that, and Terry twists his knee the day after. Thankfully, that wasn't work related, so he didn't. He wasn't at work. Thankfully, but I felt bad. I mean, this guy. This is a guy I call on a on a Saturday afternoon. Hey, Terry, we really need to get this done, man. Money's going to be crazy. I'll, I will take care of it on Sunday for you, boss. No problem. Yeah. Look, I need to take care of this guy. Look, then the and, guy cuts his finger off. I'm paying him. He's yeah. on light duty. I'm sticking him as a helper. Hey, go help these guys build these gates on this job today. Yeah. Just don't give him the saw. Give him the tape measure or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But look, man, that mod rate. When I started you put, about in, in, the, in, in, in the army, we would put like red tape on somebody's uniform <laughs> as a as a marker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, give don't give the, that don't give that guy yeah. the saw. Yeah, just give him the give him the dumb end of the tape measure. So, hey, hold that down there. 
I'll tell you, a neighbor of mine, when, when my neighbors ask me for fences, you know, I, I'm usually pretty helpful. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, so I had a, a neighbor who was also a really good friend of mine um, who wanted to have a fence done. And, and they, so I said, okay, well, we'll do a fence for you. And the guys were out there. And so when, the, when, when I knew when the job was scheduled, it's like I show up to my, my neighbor's house and I'm in the backyard and we're kind of chatting like, Oh, look at how great the fence looks. Oh, it's so nice. Like, Oh, you know, what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, and all of a sudden I hear from the side of the house, ha, this guy had been, he had been ripping a, what was he doing? He was cutting ah. a two by four or something. And man, he, he flapped his, he flapped his leg open, like flapped it oh. open, like, oh. like ran that circular, like against his thigh. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I looked at it, I go over there. I'm like, of course, I'm on the job. So I'm looking at that. It was something out of a movie, man. Like, like it. No, I don't know. Maybe it's corded. I don't know. Corded, who knows? cordless, man. It's hard to cut yourself on them suckers. Well, when you let go of that trigger, it stops. I don't know what it was, but man, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty gnarly. (laughs) So yeah, no, take the saw away from that guy. (laughs) <laughs> he put his ass to work the next day, didn't you? Of course. <laughs> you don't get yeah, to. Gotta I'm telling you, man, you, get, you gotta be on your deathbed. But but look, the thing is, is like, if for whatever reason, if you miss an hour of work, they they think that like like uh, there's some huge liability, and your mod goes goes crazy. Literally, we had a guy who got paid like eight hundred dollars from the insurance company for missing a day or something like that, or having a 1% disability. And it, it was going to cost me $14,000 a year. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, Hey, are you like, go back and talk to your doctor? Like, no, 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 Like, no, no, you have to. Wow. So, so this is big, big, big company problems to, to a certain extent. But if you can be cognizant of this stuff as you're growing and you know, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. When Matt mentioned mod ratings in that, video we did i was like what the hell is that so you know every couple of weeks we got a four-way call everybody uh-huh. and i'm like yo geo what the hell is up with this mind rate oh well you know i mean people get i'm like no no it must be important because i know a guy who says it's important and oh yeah your mod it's one of those things it's one of the right. It's one of those things that there's, there's a thousand, you know, the thing about our business and I don't think it's just our business. It's just about being a business just in general, but there's a thousand ways for money to run out the door, mm-hmm. right? A thousand ways for money to run. I out. I think the door. I found 2000 ways for that. To happen. Well, you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably tell you a few more. So yeah. I can tell you a thousand on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but your experience mod with workers comp is one of the ways that money's just running out the door. You're like, what the, what the right. hell am I paying for? You know, right. why right. am I paying for this? You know? And right. so I just, the, 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 the counsel that I wish I'd had when I was, you know, at this stage nine years ago or, or 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's valuable. You know, yeah. and I stumbled across this Latino guy. His name is uh, Jay Costa Blanco, tax attorney. And I sat down with him, and this guy changed my entire life. So, 
Yeah. Well, has he, uh, has he recently changed your life? Uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of people in our industry who don't think they're eligible for the employee retention tax credits. Look, have you uh, answered me this, Dan, with a straight face? Have you applied for your employee retention tax credits? I don't know. I need to ask. I'm you need to ask. Okay. Make a note. Make because a note. I might have, and I don't because I literally, that portion of my business is on cruise control. Well, that's good. That's good. It's good for it to be on. I I got hit up by this guy uh, through my benefits broker. The folks who crafted. I don't don't know about this, Zach. Employee retention tax credit. Is that money I can get for free? Is that like a PPP? Yes. Sign me up. Is it SBA.gov or where do I go? Send me, send me an email. I'll, I'll hook you up. Send me an email. Say, hey, I just applied for the EIDL yesterday. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Josh, that's good. Look, he's like, hey, man. Uh, look, I, I text him. I said, hey, is this a good idea? He called. The he said, Get your computer. Let's do it right look, now. Look, there, there's no, and and this is being serious, guys. So that, you know, don't 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 mistake me here. There, there is. Um, you know, you have access to some capital through these government relief programs that is absolutely 100% necessary. You know, the, the, just look at the look at the, the the damn price of lumber over the past like 12 months and tell me that that hasn't had an impact on your business. You know, the the, the recent downturn aside, you know, what where where do we go from here? Right? Where do we go from here? We've gotten temporary relief in the last 30 days. And I've seen I've seen guys here locally dropping their drawers because all of a sudden lumber's cheap again. You, you have no idea what the price of lumber is going to do in the next ninety to one hundred and twenty days. It's going, it's, it's going sideways. It's going to go back up. You know, there's a there's a there's a cedar shortage that that is like yeah. nothing we have ever seen before. You know, the price of vinyl could go up ten percent tomorrow. You don't even know. You know, literally, literally, the price of vinyl could go up ten percent tomorrow. So if you don't, if you don't think that you're eligible for the EIDL, if you don't think that that's necessary for your business, like rethink that and go back and and reapply, right? But you said it was called the employee what? Employee retention, retention tax credits. When I looked at the criteria, I did not think I was eligible, but the folks who crafted the legislation. Explain to me otherwise. So, Dan, did you did you pull it up, bro? I'm I'm, I'm emailing my my Dan 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 if Dan if if Dan if your if your professional team doesn't doesn't think that you're eligible for it, send me an email offline and I will connect you with with some folks. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I just they might have been like, oh, we've already filed that paperwork. Because I would hit them up like, hey, I hear there's another PP with P. They're like, oh, we already it, got that under control. If no. they, if, yeah, uh, yeah. This Our last accountant said, yeah. So, Josh, you need to hit me up. What did Josh say? Our last accountant said we couldn't get it. Our current CPA explained the in- interpretation on the impact of the supply chain. So, so there is, there is for the employee retention tax credit. This is a significant benefit if you have, if you have a big team, and even if but you if have you've a been small doing team. This w, can I say you, something real fast? Yeah. 
if you've been cheating the system doing this T99 shit, this don't apply to you. You can log out. Right. Ahead, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. You, man, when I started, hey, when I started running my business right, and my tax guy said, hey, you know, all that work we did to get you from here to here. Yeah. Now we're, we're going to go ahead and get you 60000 from the government for a PPP. Oh, wait, wait. We got another PPP coming up. We're going to go ahead and get you another 20000 Dan. You know why? Because you've been doing this and this and this, right? Exactly. No, I was like, wait, it's karma. So there really it's, is a it, reward to doing your business it's, properly. It's karma. Now listen, <laughs> it's it's government cheese, folks. So 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 tread tread lightly, folks. It's government cheese. But if <laughs> if you if you have if you if you're getting blowback from your CPA and Josh is correct, you know. There, there is an, there is a way to interpret the impact to your business, uh, and just the supply chain alone. Forget, forget hiring. Forget all the shit we have to go through to deal with COVID every single day, right? Like all the shit that we have to go through. I'm not kidding you guys. I have paid over a thousand hours in lost wages. A thousand, even like that's not that that that's probably not even a real number. But that doesn't include the hand sanitizer I bought. No, none of that. No. So we we probably paid a thousand hours just trying to find a fucking cedar picket. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm about to rip this shit off my wall. Yeah. What I'm not lying to you, Cannon and I have traveled. Cannon's like, dude, I found some cedar. Yeah. It's in this little town. I'm not going to mention the name because it's a Lowe's in the middle of the country. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no, there's no major road to it. There's like a two lane highway to get yeah. to this Lowe's. So yeah. get there and somehow they so, got an entire so you guys, load of cedar. So guys, explain to me. Okay. Was, I, I grew up, listen, I grew up in the fence world in a pressure treated yeah. market. Okay. They're like cypress is an upgrade. Swamp yeah. swamp wood is an upgrade in my area. So explain to me the snobbiness around Western red cedar. So just explain it to me, like I like I don't know anything about it, but I, I know enough. Well, we can't, I don't I don't have access to it personally anymore. Uh, I got a yard That's how bad it is. Right I, I just ordered another four eight twelve. I, I ordered another two thousand boards today. So, so, so all right, so Dan, so tell me, so Western Red Cedar, so Western how, Red Cedar is pliable. It, it it's you, no. when you put it on the fence, it you can push it over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two nails in the top, two in the bottom. Push the middle over. Boom, boom. Okay, so Jap Japanese cedar. What do you think of Japanese cedar? It's that's crap. What, that's what we, crap. we get forced. Crap. Oh we God. get we get forced to use. We call it far east. <laughs> far east. Yeah. So hell yeah. Now, but there's a difference. In the, Japanese. I, the only way I will use Western, the only way I will use Japanese cedar or kiln dried cedar is okay. if I'm doing a, a shadow box fence. Okay. If I'm doing a six foot yeah. privacy picket, it's gonna shrank and swell. Look, man, I've I've you used Japanese cedar. You say that the front, no other options. You know what I mean? And the gates swell shut when it rains, or the humidity gets to 98% here in Louisiana. Okay. People call me gates won't open. They're swollen shut. Look, two years so, ago, people said, hey, I would never buy vinyl fence from China. 
Now we got fucking ships getting right. stuck in the canals <laughs> with vinyl fence trying to oh. get here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's serious. You know Who's what that mean? what clogged up the Suez Canal was, was the vinyl fence from China? It's a bunch of fintech <laughs> vinyl fence. <laughs> and oh, that's man. my stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Josh? Where's Josh Glover right now? <laughs> That's my cost of much. Okay, so what about what about what about what about okay? What about what about what about Chinese cedar? Dan, tell me Chinese cedar. So what are your thoughts same, on Chinese? Same cedar? difference. Same same bucket. Same bucket. Yeah, have you have you heard same. have you heard of yellow cedar? No, I have not. That's a new one. What origin is that? Yellow cedar. Look it up. Look it up. I, this is my gift to you tonight. Look up yellow cedar. Is it like yellow wood? Y e l o a? Not yellow. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I will tell you this. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against anything, man. Yellow okay. cedar. My verbiage on my on my on my quote says it's cedar. 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 Okay. Cedar. Hell yeah. Because yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna have, and, I don't and know it what may I'm not even have. be cedar. <laughs> in no, print. no. I'll, I'll tell you this: <laughs> we I, don't know what it is. I have figured, I have figured <laughs> yeah. out a lot of things, but the the cedar market is one of the things that I've been studying now for um, going on two or three years, and it's it's it. I learn something new every day. Every day, I learn something. Look, my boy Trev has commented on here. Yeah, Trev yeah. hooked me up with this guy, Brad down in uh, Thibodeau. So I drove about, you know, two hours, two and a half hours from my house to go down to Thibodeau to pick up lumber from this guy, Brad. I've never met. He runs a, a big company. He runs a big uh, branch for Dufresne Lumber. And Dylan was like, why are you going down there? I'm like, I need to meet this guy, Brad. I need to make an impression. So, um, it's after eight o'clock, so it's not a kid show anymore. So I walk, <laughs> I walk into Dufran Lumber. I walk into Dufran Lumber, and Trev will tell you. Trev was like, "Man, you're crazy." I walked into Dufran Lumber, and I'm like, "Hey, where's Brad?" And I was like, oh, down aisle one, third office on the left. So I go down aisle one. I got one of my guys with me. Third office, look in, no Brad. And I look up, and there's this guy talking. I can tell he's a vendor. He's got you know the typical clip the typical legal pad and leather, you know what I'm saying? Writing stuff down. I'm like, Hey, are you Brad? He said, yeah. I was like, so you the guy screwing my old lady? <laughs> Brad goes, maybe so. <laughs> I, like, I can do business with you. So now, if I call any Dufresne lumber around this area, they're like, oh, you're the guy that asked Brad if he was screwing your wife. <laughs> And they love me. I mean, anything from Dufresne Lumber. It's all, because, it's all because my buddy Trev hooked me up with this guy, Brad. Is that so, what it takes to get a product these days? I roll up in Brad's. I got this trailer, and Brad loads me down. Oh, man. And Brad was like, I'm glad you came because we don't get many people to up here and spend you know, $15,000 and roll out of here with a trailer. You know, so this guy Brad, he gets all these different types of cedar. 
So okay. If he's got, if he's got, uh, well, there is a difference, right? No, there's no, difference. Trent, there, Trent's there, watching right now. He's probably laughing his ass off. Right there's now. a difference between Japonica, right? And I, I don't know what the what the species is for Chinese cedar, but it is, it's 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 different than Japonica. And I would then, say the Chinese I prefer over the Japanese. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there was a difference. There is a difference. It's uh, not the same shit. It's very different, honestly. Yeah, in you, you know, you're talking to a guy who um, in Florida, the 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 lumber market is 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 just absolute garbage, right? So, you know, so um, yeah, crypto cryptomeria is, the, is the Japonica cryptomeria, right? That's uh, the yellow. That is no. That's not the yellow cedar. The yellow cedar is out of Alaska, apparently. Really? Um, yeah. No. 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 But look it up. Figure it <laughs> look out. Look at all these random trees in the world. Just like it's it's not self-identifying. Well, <laughs> well, well. If and and, and look, it, it, what's interesting is if you look at the there's a guy up in uh, Maine or up in the Northeast who has installed yeah. some hemlock panels. Do you pay attention to that guy? He's like, here's a hemlock job we did. And I'm like, man, I thought a hemlock was a weed. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, yeah, Jap Japonica, Cryptomeria. Yeah, there, I see the comments going here. Yeah. It, Anyways, it's, it's not, it's not true cedar. What, what, what we're, what we're Western using. red cedar. In, in, yeah. You know what? What I don't think a lot of people understand here because they haven't been exposed to it is, you know, the area that you're in is, is a unique fence market, right? Dan, the area that you're in is a unique fence market. Canon, uh -huh. the area you're in is a unique fence market, right? Go to Connecticut. Holy crap. It'll blow, it'll blow your socks off. Like what's so much different about what's going on in Connecticut versus what's going on in, in Western Tennessee, what's going on in Mandeville, Louisiana, right? What's going on in Jacksonville, right? And then the nuances will, will surprise you, like what's going on in Boise, what's going on in Salt Lake City, what's going on in, in Denver, you know? So, uh, you know, everybody's in their own little unique fence market. So it, it's, it's really interesting to see like what the differences are from, from market to market. And so the difference between Cedar and one market versus what cedar in another market versus, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm just curious to talk about it, you know? So. So yellow cedar, I mean, where can you <laughs> what, what, talk to me. What, how does it compare to Alta? Uh, I love Alta. Is there better? Is it better? Yellow cedar apparently is a very premium uh, grade of lumber that they use to make um, uh, ores. Right. Ores is one of the things that they make out of yellow cedar. Okay. So uh, there's a, a supplier that may not be named in this call uh, who, uh, like, just it's just like a random thing that's happened over the last like 12 months. They're like, hey, what do you think about yellow cedar? I'm does like, does it look red or does it look yellow? Because, you know, you'll get cedar, it'll be bright red, and then you'll get those white, whitish looking boards. It's uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit light. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it doesn't have as much red in it. You know. So the, my next the, question is this: 
what type of credit line you got to have to get an account with those guys. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Email me offline. These guys were like, oh, we've got all this stuff. It, it, it was it was a, a, a weird call. I don't know that's really relevant to anybody, you know, honestly. But I, I have seen some yellow cedar. Um, I've asked a couple of people about it. I'm like, what about yellow cedar? And then there's like northern white cedar, which is like really snobby shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And there's like Western red, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. Um, Jeff comment, Jeff, I'm sorry. I've been drinking a little bit. I'm about a half a fifth of Woodford reserve in. So, uh, I, can't Dan, I, I, I need to introduce you to Pendleton 1910. T tell me you've heard of this. No, I haven't, but I'm okay. writing it down. Write it down. Pendleton, Pendleton 1910. You're going to have to send that to me how to spell it. I'll pendle, pendle, P-E-N-D-L-E-T-O-N. I, I got I got enough bourbon on my shelf. I could probably buy a second home. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, well Pendleton 1910 is good stuff. Uh, I suppose the Western red for yellow cedar when stained, it looks exact same. Yeah. Well, when stained, well, when stained, let's talk about when it's wind stained, you know, I mean, pressure treated wind stained, you know, it's, it's hard for the naked eye to, or the untrained eye to understand what the difference is between stained pressure treated and stained cedar. I got a fence in my neighborhood that I installed uh, that is stained pressure treated that looks like uh, a stained cedar fence. So come on with, you know, where's, where's Caleb Roth right now? Right. Dude, I've, I, my fence is stained mahogany from stain and seal. And it's been stained three years. And it looks like the day I stained it. Yeah. I literally got on my grass guys the other day. And I'm like, yo, y'all keep hitting my fence. We're going to have problems. Because the tires were rubbing against the fence a little bit. <laughs> but it looks great, man. I did mahogany. And okay. it was the best I ever did. Yeah. And I can't even do the remainder of my fence, but I'm the typical. So do you guys do you guys use uh do you guys offer stain as a service? No, but my son really, really, really wants to. Okay. Um and I have my salesman, so I can already offer it. What do you think, Cannon? Cannon, we can't hear you, man. Go ahead and switch your mic. <laughs> you all know, sometimes Cannon's mic, he's got to go in and switch back into it. It happens. I'm wondering why like, Cannon's so quiet in the last like 10 Cannon minutes. and I both had the same mic. <laughs> Are we here? Yeah, yeah you're here. Yeah, you're right. Right. Cool. And for some so reason. Do I think he does, does, does uh, stain? I can tell you this. When Zach got in here, it said Zach Payton on his thing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to add Superior Fence. Florida. He's like, hey man, uh, you think you can put rail in there for me? I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I was like, what well, is the name of his company? I thought I could, I thought I could like abbreviate it. So, so uh <laughs> it didn't say that. <laughs> We're gonna this is my I'm gonna say Zach probably stains fence. That's my vote. But I do, it should I, say I have in the past, but I do not. Currently. Oh, really? I'll be right back. No. And when we, he does, it will say and saying at the end of that, right? 
No, we we don't we don't offer stain. We we had we did. I had a, a painter who was happy to do it. We had an arrangement. I said I'll sell at this price. You stain at this price. We'll make money together. He's like, okay, yeah. that's good. Ready to go. Um, and then he got too busy for it, and we started having issues. And I said, all right, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. You know, so uh, we stopped offering it. It was never a significant amount of revenue. Uh, but Caleb, I, I've I've been curious, and in, in a couple of markets that we're we're in, I'm I'm curious to to see if it's something that could take could get traction. You know what I mean? Man, it's a uh, it's a thing. Like every wood fence needs it. Uh, it needs it, sure. Nobody no. wants to spend that money though. They already spent no. the money on the fence. They don't want to. Exactly. That's my perception. My perception is is probably wrong. Caleb would be happy to be on here and argue with me about it. Yeah, you know. So Josh said he bets you don't stain. Uh, hey Josh, I just sent you a link, man. I don't know what you got going on tonight, but I'm trying to test your uh, ambition here. Maybe he'll jump on with us. We got Josh, room for one more. Josh should jump on right now. Right now, right now, he should jump yeah. on. Dude, I got so <laughs> many questions I want to ask him. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to ask? Wanna, wanna, Wait, who is, about? I, I want to jump off, but if he jumps on, I'll stay a little bit longer. Hey, look. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you guys. I'm at. I'm at home right now. So. Oh man, this is a good. This is good content. Dude, I'm at home too. <clears throat> I'm at work. I got Peppa bringing me more ice. Oh. oh, by the way, talking about cedar, this is eastern red cedar. I don't know if you guys can tell the difference. Uh, eastern red cedar. So tell me about that. Uh, so, what one thing about it? You can smell it. Like it's a lot stronger. Like the, the cedar chest that they used to have. It's aromatic. This is what that's built out. Yeah, exactly. Now look, let me zoom up a little bit. Uh, see how that? See how it's real marbly looking? Yeah. It's that's that's one of the distinct uh, ways of knowing when once you have eastern red cedar. Uh, that might this actually come come from a law a sawmill up in K Kentucky. Okay. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we were short, and guys, that, said, hey, I got some. Would you want to try any? And I, that, I ordered one by sixes out of all things. Like I don't know why, but I put it on the wall. That's that's interesting because there there is an in in a couple of markets I've seen an inland red cedar, right? Mm -hmm. That's a premium board. Uh, I, I don't and I don't know if you guys do a lot of pressure treated, but uh, it's akin to. Uh, ordering like northern red pine yeah uh -huh. right versus yeah. like the southern the, the southern yellow pine that's grown in brazil have you ever yeah. looked you look at the ring marks on the end of the boards and it, it is it is just so dramatically different yes you know, the ring marks on on northern red domestic mm -hmm. versus Alto sells that red pine do they yeah but i i can't if I put that up in someone's yard, they're going to be like, oh, this doesn't look like anybody else's fence on the block. Yeah. So how do you do that? It's like you, wait, you, wait. You, you bring the boards with you to the sales appointment, right? It's, look, Master uh, Master Halco is like the Google of the fence world. Like, yeah. They kind of control yeah. things. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, love, I love Master Halco. Their, their parent company bought Alta. Now we can't get Alta. They well, also have the here. they also have the patent on postmaster. And if you haven't noticed, like there's a shortage of postmaster posts. It's like what I got going <laughs> Ken, on over there, you know. Ken, I keep telling you, if you need altar, I can order it, put it in my laydown yard, and just come get it, bro. 
And I need Postmasters too. They got me hooked on these two things and then uh, I got Postmasters. You know what I mean? Well, Benford has an alternative to the Postmaster. I don't know lifetime? that it's yeah. Oh, that's that lifetime post? It's about the same thing, isn't it? You know? Look like it. Yeah. There's uh there's there's C channel posts uh that are available. They're they still use brackets though, so that's a drawback. And then yeah, there's exactly. the uh and then you got to go with the old tried and true round post with with brackets, right? So so there's a lifetime post that's apparently black. Yeah. So I, I literally apparently Saturday, Saturday <laughs> and Sunday like a couple of weeks ago, I had I bought three bundles of eight foot uh, postmasters, cut them up, welded them up, made our own ten footers. Okay. Because I, I, I needed them. So now I got Chris Steele inboxing. Yo, bro, I know you got some eight foot post. I saw. Yeah, he's like. And then, and then, I, got, then I got Harold over at Master Halco going, uh, hey, didn't you say if we got some 10 footers in, you give me some eights? And I'm like, yeah, but only if you got the tens. If not, I'm cutting these eights up and making tens. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I don't have tens. I'm like, well, get the tens in and I'll give you these eights. Apparently, there's some people that because you want to drive because you want to drive those posts to for a six foot tall fence, you want to drive that post to a four foot depth. Is that right? For well, they so you got to be careful. ASTM slash AFA says half the height of the fence 36 inches, but then there's an asterisk, and that asterisk when you read down says depending on soil type. So if you're in my area, 40 inches is more than fine. Okay. I can get away with 36 inches, but I drive them 40. I'd like okay. to say the asset was like... Uh... Now, if you're in Chris Steele's area, he's in sandy ground. you got to drive him 54 inches. Right. Okay, we can hear that. Hello? Hey. So, <laughs> Chris is going 54 inches. So, yeah, you hear me? So, here's the deal. I sent it to your email. Wait, what are you doing? Who is that? Is that Josh? All right, see ya. Is that Josh? There's Josh. <laughs> Josh? What? Dude, you don't know how long I've been trying to get Josh on camera. Is Did y'all hear that? Yes, we heard it. I might have to no, go get some more liquor drink, guys. I don't know. Dude, look, I can call. We can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can we can't hear you. Zach, I can call Josh. I don't care any time of day. Like, hey, Josh. Boom, boom, boom. And Josh has got the answer. Yeah. Wait, yeah. This guy, this guy's amazing. That's good. Like, we can hear it, man. Stop pounding on your, stop pounding on your uh, microphone. I can hear you now. <laughs> Is, was that Josh? <laughs> and was that Josh that called? Yes, yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking to the mic. Get, in the ring, man. Get his ass on here. Oh, he said he was looking for the mic. I need more bourbon. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Hold on, hold on. I need, I need more bourbon, woman. There he is. Hey, there oh, he is. I got there he is. <laughs> so I was laying in bed with my daughter, who's sick from COVID. <laughs> That's and, not a good place uh, to be. You guys talked me into it, so I, I threw on some clothes and ran out here and got my truck. Hey, there you go. Hey, 
The the Josh Glover has joined the, the podcast. Josh. I don't know about that. All right, Kanan, you've been wanting to get me on here for forever. What do you want? Oh, we just wanted you here. I didn't really want anything. I just wanted to see what you do it, and you did, and I'm glad. Oh, I did and it. you called, and I was my mic was here. You said I'm gonna jump on this bitch, and everybody heard it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I I have been in Josh's inbox for months, like coming up with ideas, like. Put a picture of you and your old lady on the day you got married in front of the camera. Just do something. Get on. Get online. Josh is yeah. a wealth of knowledge. I can hit Josh up at eight a.m. or eight p.m. Hey, I got. I a get. Question. I get calls later Josh. than that. And and Josh is like, "Yo, you need to do this, this, and this." And this. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Josh. Josh is our. Well, Josh makes you feel any better? Zach does the same thing to me, so." <laughs> I think I have it all figured out, and then I'll talk to Zach for about a good five minutes and be like, "Shit!" Oh really? Oh. Josh, <laughs> no bullshit. I told my son, I'm like, so I think maybe Josh might be defense. I, I, I don't know. My son, <laughs> like, I called this guy, and he's like, "Oh, well, just word it like this in your contract. Everything's good." And I'm like, just do oh. this. Typing away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Dan actually talked about uh, that. What was it? A couple weeks ago, he was writing his contract and uh, used to, we try to be as specific as possible on the contract. And in the current market conditions, we've switched from being as specific as possible to being as vague as possible. Um, Cause at the end of the day, we're going to do a good job anyways. Like whatever the customer wants right. to be, and you know, it's going to be happy. We're going to do, but when you put, a lot of specifics in a contract, you're essentially locking yourself to those yeah. terms. They're going to bust um, your balls over. To, yeah. Know, I, I mean, that's what happened. We, we used to uh, like the contracts would get used, like almost used against us, I guess, in a sort. So we kind of steered away from that. No product specs, just white fence. No, and Dan, Dan yeah. had the, the threat yesterday. About, you know, how specific is your contract, and are you going to itemize out the cost? Like, no, it's a it's a lump sum contract. You know, like no, no, we don't itemize our estimates. No, thank you. It's it's a lump sum contract. We're going to deliver this much fence per this diagram. You know, like at this price. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like, how much? What's the labor on on cooking the French fries at McDonald's? You oh, know wow. what I mean? <laughs> what's the labor? There's yeah, a labor cost there. What's the labor? What's the labor? How much did the potato cost? Right? How I much were the potatoes versus the, the, the grease and the and then the person putting them into the fryer? Like what's the what well, give me the, the itemized same. cost of those French fries from McDonald's? That's the thing. A customer might say they want 10 more feet. Yeah, it falls within what my crew can do within a day, and it's really you. You, you don't. You don't have to justify it. No, it's fine. Oh, it, it is what it, it is. It's a, it's a lump sum contract in a single gate, which is going to cost me to come back another day. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Somebody was yeah. like, "Well, you know, you know, people are savvy, and they're gonna they're gonna want people to be more transparent." It's like, well, yeah, that's fine. But here's the thing, like when I tell you what my cost of, you know, per board is and you go and compare it to the price of what you can buy it from at Home Depot, you're going to think that I'm I'm robbing you. Right. Right. On my yeah. material markup. But that's not that's not the case. That's not the when, case. You know, when I read that comment, this is what I thought. 
No, it's a valid comment. Look, 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 take it for take it for what it is. It's somebody's telling you that what your approach is wrong. It's it's fine. This guy's already at 200 feet, which is already at my day limit. No, you're gonna add another 20 feet. No, it's fine. Come back tomorrow. No, it's fine. You know. know? You got your 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 response was appropriate. You know, we we provide a lump sum contract. If we provided an itemized estimate, I would give that to you. But our our what we're providing to you is a lump sum contract to perform the work. We do not itemize our quotes. No, thank you. That's the problem with the industry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's not as prevalent. It's there's a you know there's a bias. And this is this is something you need to think about when you're when you're running your business, right? And something bad happens, right? You have a bias in your mind to give that uh, most recent bad thing that's happened more more weight than it should have, right? There, there's the primacy bias. There's the recency bias. Look up biases in, in your psychology, right? Mm-hmm. don't 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 fall into the trap of of uh, of bias right don't give more credibility to stuff like that that it should have right so if something bad happens like okay somebody didn't show up for work like that's fine or you know uh, a sales rep missed something like okay that's fine like don't give <laughs> that those bad things more bias like don't fall into the bias trap like don't hey, that, do that. that so Hey man, you know some weird shit. Like, where did this come from? What are you? What are you listening to? What's your? What's your like YouTube? There's still podcasts for that, man. It's, if you want to know the truth, it's P, it's uh, PL three hundred. It was my uh, uh, what is it? Your junior year in college. That was my psychology class that where I learned that. PL three hundred. I thought he was that talking was about that, uh, that little that little snack. What do they call he, it? The perfect People tell you. People tell you that, no, don't worry about going to college. You won't learn anything in college that's useful. I will tell you that the psychology classes that I took in, in college were a- incredibly useful. The, 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 um, the, uh, the computer science classes that I took, the systems engineering classes that I took, those were really useful. And, and, and when it comes to bias, right, and, and understanding like how your mind thinks, and how it gives credibility to stuff that happened, like a bad thing that happened recently. That's something important to, to understand. So we got a we got a comment here, Josh. This is for you. This oh, is yeah, Trev yeah. from Louisiana. That's right. He says there's a fine line between a vague contract and detailed contract as far as material goes. Example: having to swap the Japanese cedar because Western red cedar isn't available. What you do when you sold a Western Red Cedar fence off of the fact of a 15-year lifespan and no twisting, warping, etc. You can really fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, especially in a state like Louisiana, where the state board of contractors is geared towards protecting the client and not the contractor. Who said that? That well, was well, look, that's a good question. Uh, my my first, let me touch on that first, Zach. My first response would be, I said, to word the, the contract as vaguely as possible. Now, obviously, if you go out and sell the customer on a product that has a 15-year warranty, you can't downgrade from that. You have to stick to, in that case, what Western Red Cedar. And the, the other part of that is 
Um, and in that specific scenario, I can tell you, I don't have an answer because we don't sell cedar. I'm on the same board with Zach is, but what I was, what I was trying to point out, like vinyl has been a huge issue in the industry across the board for more than a year now. You can't, you can't get it. It's hard to source. Mm-hmm. And what we ran into was we were selling vinyl jobs that we were going to be installing, you know, two to three months from there. And we had no idea exactly what which vendor was going to supply us with the vinyl first. So instead of um, quoting them a specific material type or vendor pipe, like if it was a white vinyl privacy fence, we just labeled it as Mr. Fence white vinyl privacy. And, and that's what we sold. <coughs> and then when we got the materials in months down the road, we didn't have to go back and re-explain it, I guess is what I was are trying you to guys, touch on. Are you guys that's having to say, though, like, hey, we're not even sure if it's vinyl? It's similar? That's, that's what we've been doing on Cedar, what Josh just said. We've been quoting it as Fence King Cedar. Oh, you got your own Cedar? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, and the reason you write it like that is because when it, when it comes back is, you know, who, who wrote the specs for, you know, the, the Fence King Cedar? Well, you did. So whatever cedar that you want to install, because at the end of the day, you're the one warranting it. You're the one that has to stand behind it and make exactly. sure it holds up over time. So, so yeah. Yeah. Right over, oh, Fence King's got his own cedar? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, sure, sure you do. That, the, why not, right? You know, there's no, there's yeah. no, there's no problem with that. The the thing that you got to understand is, w- in this regard, right? When when you're selling cedar fence to a customer and you're not sure how you're going to source it, right? Well, you got to know that up front, and you got to explain that to the customer. You know, you you have to explain to them, hey, under normal circumstances, we're Western Red Cedar snobs, and we will not install anything other than Western Red Cedar. However, in this environment, snobs. snobs. Yeah, I call them snobs because you, you look on the forums, people are very snobby about the type of cedar fence they'll install. Oh, yeah, Dan's, Dan's a cedar snob. Right there, Dan. I'm pointing to you, Dan. I, I'm right there. <laughs> I am so fortunate. But when I'm not, when I can't get Alta, you want to know who I go to? I go to Cannon. Cannon finds me Alta in his region, and I drive to go get it. Right. Well, so so at the end of the day, you know, you just have to make sure that you're explaining to the customer what they're getting. Right. And whether you do that in the contract, whether you, you you know, however you word that in your warranty, whatever you feel comfortable providing, you know, I'll I'll stand behind any pressure treated uh, fence that we install for a lifetime. Right. And any any pressure treated fence that we install for a it has a lifetime warranty against termite damage and rot. You know, there's a there's a couple of things that aren't covered in that warranty: twisting, warping, cracking, all the things that wood's going to do, anyways. You know, my dad has a has a really nice porch. He he had a he extended his back porch off the back of his house and had these cedar columns installed, and the 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 cedar ten by tens or eight by eights, whatever they were, they warped it, they warped and cracked, and they but they were rough green cedar. You know what I mean? So I. I you explain to the customer what you're installing for them. You warranty it however you feel comfortable. Your contract will protect protect you. I don't I don't see any issue there. Well, yeah. I had an issue with a customer that was complaining about checking. <clears throat> so I FaceTimed him. I said, let me show you. I built a um, a 40 by 18 patio cover. I said, I'm going to put you on FaceTime. Let me take you outside. I took him outside, got the phone. 
I'm like, you see those cracks? You see that? That's this checking. Is my, That's this warping. is my personal patio cover. Yeah. This is checking. Once it checked, I had to get my painter to come back out and fill all those cracks with stain. Yeah. You know why? Because that's what wood does. Yeah, it's not a it's a it's not a no, manufactured like, product. It's a natural right. product that and does what it's going to do. Lady said, "You know what? I I, I can't. I, I totally understand. I can't believe you showed me this. Sure, I have it in my house. Here, here's what I'll tell you, Dan. When it comes to to fence boards cracking and checking and warping, the the first one's on us. The first round of replacement is on us. We will have a customer call and complain like, "Oh man, these I got some split boards." And we'll remind them of the warranty that we provided to them during the initial consultation when they signed the contract. We did, we'll, but we'll say, hey, you know what though? This, this first round's on us. We'll replace a few boards for you. What does that cost you? You know what I mean? You go out there and you place, replace 10 or 15 boards, it costs you 75 yeah. bucks. They're never happier for you to come out there and replace a few split boards. It doesn't that's cost you anything. On the street, how? I so bet I that's not all you do, Zach. <laughs> oh, when it comes to making customers happy, I, no, I, bet, I bet you do. I bet oh. you do the same thing that we do because we have pretty much the same policy. Yeah. Whereas, good. you know, when they when they call back in and say they got a few work boards, we Here, we explain you, to them and say, "Hey, look, I, I appreciate it. You know, I want to remind you about your contract and you know the the yeah. wood warranty we have. Yeah. But here's the deal: we'll come out and replace right. all of them for you for free if you'll leave us a five star review." on one of these platforms and uh, then we go and do it. If they leave us the review, great. If they don't, you know, whatever. No, but, look, look, well, you, 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 hey, what about we, that review? We could, we could talk on that about customer issues, but if it's, if it's low cost and it's, and it's, and it's somebody's fault, maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's the customer's fault. Maybe it's the product's fault. If it's low cost, just handle it, move on, right? Like handle yeah. it, move on. If it's, if it's, if it's your fault, handle it and move on, right? If if you goof right. up, your guys fault. set a crooked post, they, you, they set the gate wrong, like handle it, move on. If it's not your fault and it's expensive, go to the mats. You know, go to the mats for the customer. Don't be afraid of a bad review. Let them write a bad review. Let them write four bad reviews. Make sure, make I got a, I got a customer right now who's wrangling back and forth with me on the Better Business Bureau. And my response is every single time she writes a pair of five pages about how she wants her fence fixed. My response is we have made every reasonable effort to resolve the customer's issue. And she has refused our, our, our guidance. Like I write a one. That's it. Make you look like a real company. Right. No, there's there's some legitimacy. And he was like, text me, man, this woman, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Cannon. She's doing you a favor. She makes you look real. You <laughs> so many good reviews. You know what you should send her? Hey, thank you for giving me a three-star review. Right. It makes me look more like a real fence company. It's legit. You respond professionally. You re- you, know? you, you state the facts. You respond professionally. You move on. And then you just – and you cover it up with – you know, you should never worry about getting a bad review. You're going to get a bad review every once in a while. But you 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 state you respond to it professionally. You re, you state the facts. You move on, and then you cover it up with ten more good reviews. And it's it's something that right. ends up being way far back in the rearview mirror. And you we never worry about it ever again. 
We got a bad review. But don't get me wrong. If somebody wrote a one-star review about North Florida right now, I'd be all fired up. Like, ah, oh, come on. We got a bad review not that long ago, and my son, he sits across from me. He's like, hey, little girl. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, what? I'm like, yes, we finally got a bad review. I got 235 good five-star reviews. I need a bad one. And he looked right, at you, Dan. I got you. That makes sense. Ken, you better not leave me a bad review. God damn it. <laughs> hey, guys, there was a comment somebody saying about a vague contract. L- l- let me be clear. Our contracts are very specific. They're very detailed. They they have terms and conditions and all that stuff. It it. it I'm I'm just not a fan of itemizing contracts, and and look, at some point I might be a fan of itemizing contracts. I don't I don't mind it. You do your business however you want to do your business. If you want to itemize it out, I know big fence companies who itemize out their estimates, and they don't care what the box stores are charging for a four by four. They show somebody that's it's twelve dollars for a four by four eight. And they can go buy it for $7 at Home Depot. Like, okay, well, yeah, you can go to the dollar store and buy something cheaper than what you can buy it for at, at Walmart, cheaper than what you can buy it for at Target, cheaper than what you can buy it for at somewhere else. Well, you're buying it for me. This is what I'm selling it for. Like, you know, like compare the total cost, however you compare it. You know, so do your business however you want to do it. If you can itemize out your costs and and that's manageable for you and you can and you can do that, go ahead, do that. That's fine. That's <laughs> you're going to be the biggest company in your area. That's great. That's that's good stuff. Go go forth, man. Do do what you do. I'm not I'm not. I, I am agnostic in a lot of ways in my approach. You know, I I'm not going to sit here and go to the mats over wet mixing or dry packing or stick building or panel building. You know, because here's one thing I can tell you. There's successful fence companies all over the country doing things just a little bit differently than they are in other areas. And in some ways, a lot of it differently than they are in other areas. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So so be agnostic in your approach. You know, I think we could all be a little bit agnostic in our approach and, and not you know, go to the mats over over certain things. Because what works in one area and, and what's common in one area is – you know, absolute garbage in another area. Like, like Canada, what, what you do in, in your area in Western Tennessee that you're so proud of is absolute garbage in, in another work. part of the country. Absolute yeah. garbage. And guys will Canada, deride Canada, you. Canada's like, I'm doing this, this, and this. I'm like, doesn't you're work. like, that shit wouldn't fly. In Mandeville. <laughs> Josh is like, come to Panama City. You can do whatever the fuck but, you want. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll call Josh and I'll say, Josh, what about this, this, and this? And Josh will say something that is a blanket deal. Yeah. And I can use it. Okay. I'm, I'm reading. Calling, I'm I like blankets. Hey, I'm reading I'll the comments here. He'll tell me yeah. something that's hey. a blanket deal. And it's really, really nice having guys like this to call to get my business in the position that it needs to be in. Sure. And not only needs to be in, but it's starting to push yeah. the industry in the, pos- in the place that it needs to be. Hey, hey, let me let me just say something here. I have I- called me today, and he said, <laughs> man, I'm dry packing, but my customers don't like 
that it doesn't look wet. So I'm wetting all my holes. I'm like, you're <laughs> wetting them. You're, 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 you're everything up. Hey, do what you gotta do. You're doing it wrong. I said, so now this is a guy that used to work for me. He was my third truck. He was he was my third crew that was working for me. I said, so hey, he flipped it over. You tell your customer to call the fence king. You say, hey, I got a guy. He's the fence king. I know you've heard of him. He does 400 plus fences a year. You call him and ask him what he does. Does he wet his holes or does he dry pack them? And I will say, hey, no water on your holes. Yeah. Because I'm trying to make the industry better and I'm helping no, no. him. Yeah. They used to work for me. And, and look, dry pack, wet mix. I, I've always been a fan of chunky wet mix. Sean showed me the advantages of doing dry pack and I, I buy it. He, he showed me his tests he's done. You know, I, I'm, I'm skeptical, you know, and I, I've told Sean this. I'm like, well, hey, what about really, really dry climates where the, the concrete won't set? You know, and he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, and you know what, Sean, you know what Sean's response was? Well, let's, let's do a test. You know, he's like, let's do a test. In five years, we'll pull the post. I'm like, all right, dude. Well, you know, in five years, okay. But uh, hey, let me let me address the the question here. Being transparent on your on what you're selling. My my bugaboo when it comes to sales is, you know, I have very simple, clear guidelines for my sales reps, right? You know, and including myself. And this this applies what whatever you have written in your contract. Know what the hell you're selling. Make sure your customer knows what they're buying and take precise measurements and, and turn in a neat and complete contract, right? And this was before the days we were doing the digital contracts. So you can throw the last part out with digital contracts, but you know, computers have taken us over there. Right. But you know, know what the hell you're selling, make sure the customer knows what they're buying and take precise measurements. If a sales rep does that for you, they are worth their weight in gold. You pay them whatever the commission percentage is that you factored into the price of the fence and, and don't and forget about it. But if, if you don't know what the hell you're selling because you don't know what the hell you're buying, then make sure the customer knows that. Like, hey, look, I don't know what the hell I'm buying tomorrow. And this is the environment that we're in. If you want a fence today, I will get you Japanese cedar. I will get you Chinese cedar. I'll get you Western red cedar. I will get you one of these things, but I, I don't know what I'm going to get you. But I promise you it'll be one of those three things. If you've, if you've nailed down a Chinese cedar source because you're working with these guys or you've nailed down a, a, an Eastern red cedar, you know, because you're working with these guys, if you've nailed down yellow red cedar, like whatever cedar you, and this is only about cedar, uh, it's a little bit about pressure treated, you know, because you can get you can get into the nuances of southern yellow pine or northern red pine. That, that's fine. Like, but this is mainly around cedar. Like, if you know what the hell you're buying and you know what the hell you're selling, then just make sure the customer knows what the hell it is too. You know what I mean? But that's not. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to be vague about what we're and just be like, hey, we're selling cedar. No, 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 no. Like be, be specific and let the customer know, be transparent and you'll sell more fences at the price that you want because you're being honest about what you have, you know, over the guys that are just saying like, Hey, I've got, Oh yeah, I got cedar, cedar, the best cedar, you know, and they're, they're selling Chinese cedar and that's shit, you know, you know? Right. And that's, that's what I like about what superior fence and rail has done. They're coming into a market and they're not going, Hey, 
We're coming in the market. We're gonna we're the cheapest guy. No, fuck that. No, no, no. no. The market, and no. we're not no. the cheapest guy. No, I've never been the cheapest guy. And no that's way. what I found out from people that I've talked to, like Chris Steele. Chris Steele down in uh, Pace, Pensacola. He's like superior offensive rail moved into our market, and we were concerned, but we're not because really they're doing things the way we're doing it. Yeah, so no. When when I, I like the guys who I compete with in my market. There was a guy who who showed up on Facebook. He's like, "Oh man, you know, I want to be like superior and like these other guys one day." I was like, "Well, good luck, man. You know, I mean, good good luck to you." Um, I don't mind honest competition. I don't mind people who are going out and uh, you know trying to trying to do things the right way and make money and have a business and and all that stuff. So when we come to town, it is not that we're going to like, we are, I can, I can promise everyone who's listening to this, we are not going to drive prices down. There's a couple of companies that you'd be concerned about if they came to town and they were going to drive prices down. Not, not us. We are, we, that is not my goal. My goal is not to drive. I am not on the race to zero and you know, Come to Jacksonville and, and and secret shop me. I I am not not on the race to zero. So. <laughs>